bowels of One Half Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Real Country Radio. We don't play nothing but real country music. Coming up now, we're going to start off the set with... In the morning. Everybody's doing it. Pull you up a chair and listen to this. Back with Sidetrack, yet another exciting episode. It's about time we finally started doing some of this shit again. Fuck, we haven't had a life. <laughs> so damn busy, but season's kind of winding down. It's over. It's time to get back to the sort of conversations we're known for having around here. Nothing about a little metal to get us started off here today. Nope. I'm getting excited. I'm getting, I feel like I want to do this show standing up now. Headbanging. <laughs> I'd pass out from lack of oxygen through my cigarette. <laughs> I didn't say it last long. <laughs> Little ghost PC for you. Square Hammer. Thank you to the ref once again finding our uh, intro song for Sidetrack powered by DHD. Amazing. Riff's good for something once again. They've been doing fairly decent lately. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Maui time. <laughs> That's for Gearbox. Nice to hear some music again that isn't auto-tuned the fuck out of it. No shit. Just good music. I showed you the live video of these guys. Yeah. They're freaking fantastic. Yeah, they are that good. 
same with Greta Van Fleet. Yep. I mean, these are two on my list of concerts. You know how many concerts I go to. About as much as me. Once a year, if you're lucky. I've been to one concert. The last one was seven years ago. Really? Been that long? <laughs> it's been a while. Downtown Hotel, Hotel, Heart Plaza. Never been to that. Well, it's no longer in Heart Plaza, so there no. was the fun of that, but... Oh, good old Greta Van Fleet. That's just another great band coming out of this area. And Ghost BC with Square Hammer. Great tune. Get you pumped. We'll be you back. Wanna, you want to listen to any Kid Rock for Senate? Hey, I, I'm all for that. You know what? It's Why not? The guy's done a lot to help the community as it is. So, you know what? Him being a state senator... Everybody's going, oh my God, he's such a racist, such a such a Give me horse shit. All this guy cares about is growing the state, growing the community, and delivering a, a, a better view to the public of Detroit and the state of Michigan. What more can you ask for out of somebody? All I know is the sound bites would be far, far better than Debbie stabbed me now. I mean, hell, we've had a Canadian as governor. I mean, I think we can handle a rock star as senator. I mean, Jesse Ventura was governor for yeah. Minnesota for how long? <laughs> a long time, actually. And was great at it. Yeah, very good. You know, so, I mean, California can yeah, have not, Arnold. We, we, yeah, I just want Kid Rock in the state Senate. Pump up California. <laughs> but, I mean, you grew up with... Uh, Robbie there, so you obviously know who he is. I mean, growing up in Romeo, you guys all must have been BFFs, right? Oh, yeah. Used to <laughs> raid the key cabinet at the dealership all the time. <laughs> oh, God. See, that's the nice part about living and growing up in Swiss Creek. Nobody famous has come out of there. We've had famous people there. You know, the Purple Gang, Thomas Edison. Yeah. Nobody asked me, so did you know Thomas? No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Well, Hell, the one thing has ever come out of Romeo. The station isn't even there anymore. They took that away to the museum, too. No shit. Actually, they did put up a replacement. The replacement's oh. now down in Armada. So. Some famous shit that came out of Romeo. Ford 9000. <laughs> 9600. <laughs> ah, turbocharged fan. Fuck the NA versions, huh? <laughs> oh, come on. Whistles make everything better. <laughs> hey, you know what? I got to give a shout out to Beer Money. I've seen it before, the diesel tips. But they brought it out again today just to rejuvenate people. They said, you know, both women and turbos whine and put out a lot of hot air. You decide which one you want. And then on the bottom it says, turbos don't complain when you bring a second one into the mix. <laughs> there's, a, there's a joke in there about cooling both of them off with water injection, but... <laughs> Speaking of uh, bringing someone into the mix, congrats, sir. Yes, thank you. Dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say that. Half, is, the, half the people say dumbass, and half the people say finally. <laughs> hey, it's my duty as a best friend to just re keep reminding you you're yeah. being an idiot. So, <laughs> yeah, Especially after you introduced me to her. I never said I was smart. Lord knows that. I've already been married. I'm married right now. I never said it was the smartest decision I ever made. Getting married, getting remarried. What, what's the old saying? Uh, the first time's a mistake. The second time is it's a learning experience. <laughs> yeah. No, first time's a learning experience. Second time's a mistake. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see how that works. And I'm not too worried about it. See, I, I, I got married. I was 23. 
I lived yeah. up the young and dumb as full as I could. Well, I was, yeah, I was, I was twenty three the first time around. Key keyword first time. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Age is just a number. But no, cool. He did that at Smith's Creek. I think. Uh, well, it's a venue you guys both can relate to and has some yeah. meaning to. And but, hey, yeah, and, and community you know, ties. And community ties and a fair amount of her family was present too. So that was it. Was it felt like the time? It, it was a good good time to do it. Well, worst part is when you go, hey, you're going to have to announce, and I'm going, what the hell did I hire you for? I mean, your pay salary for that poll is just ridiculous. And <laughs> uh, sometimes I'd rather get half of something than all of nothing. Well, you got the all of nothing, but <laughs> thanks to Eli List coming up and joining us. But uh, good day, fun day, beautiful weather, perfect weather oh, again. Amazing. Oh, my God, we luck out at that poll. Just wish we could have hung the sun in the sky for another 40 minutes. It, it was a rough go. Uh, a lot of people stepping up saying they know where I can get lights for next year, so the plan worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dave walked into the shop this afternoon to uh, do some wiring for us, uh, and uh, he was wearing a Musco lighting shirt. I didn't waste a minute. <laughs> Actually, uh, so, some pullers stepping up to help with that. Uh, Dave Hartwick, I guess, has a line on some fixtures for free. and Sweet. Now you just got to come up with some Edison poles and make sure the fixtures will throw enough light. And... Yeah, if they keep leaving them in the ditches around here long enough, a couple of those will disappear. <laughs> right? No kidding. But uh, They yeah. won't notice. Everybody's down and putting shit back up in Florida and Texas. They don't. Half chain will travel. I, th- I thought <laughs> that we put poles down this road for replay. What happened? I don't know. Oh, it's crazy. But I got eight brand new ones at the Legion, but for some reason they have a defect in them. They're all flat on one side. <laughs> <laughs> for better mounting purposes. Yeah, you know? yeah. Nice flat surface to uh, put the lights against and bolts up. Really nice. But uh, no. Custom sawmill. You know, very top secret. Can't. <laughs> Only works in the middle of the night. Can't talk. Worst part is some of the ash we took out of there. I could we very easily yeah. could have cleaned up and planted for that stuff, but. Yeah, well. Actually, maybe some of them cottonwoods we could debark and stick in there. Cottonwood ain't worth a, worth anything else, but no. We got either that or it's going to keep Ryan and Kayla warm this winter. All that too. Oh, don't worry. We got plenty of wood to keep them keep them warm. There's a lot more trees to come down. We were yeah. basically ran out of parking again this year. We were down to next we to nothing. Really did run out. Yeah, I'm, I'm ran out of polar parking. That's good. That's good. You know, I mean. We got got a lot of space there, but we got to keep clearing it. And uh, thank you to everybody who come out, participated, and I hope you guys had fun. I know you weren't there for my driving meeting, but I said there's two rules above all this today. And uh, first rule is you got to have fun. You know that's been my mm-hmm. rule with that poll since the start. I go second rule, no fucking bitching. No. If you want to bitch, you load your shit back up on the trailer and get the fuck out of my pole. Yeah, you know, it's all, it's for the Legion to raise money for them. Yep. And uh, it was cool. The Pro Street guys, I mean, the track, you've seen that track. That track always looks greasy for the first couple classes. It does, yeah. There's nothing I can do about it. I've We've tried. But you put a heavy class down there, and it comes into its own within the class. Which is, yeah, which is what we did. Put the 12,000 farm stock out there, and it worked in. Pretty well. It ran in. It always does. It stayed for the day. Didn't have dust issues. And no, not really. You no. know, it's there's some work to be done. But I mean, I'm I'm happy with how it turned out. Had some bumps along the way. And thank you to the great town of Smith's Creek for not paying your Edison bill for a total of fifteen fucking minutes. 
Yeah. We that felt like a century with that damn power out. It well, didn't affect us as far as um stopping the pole. We never did stop no, the pole. We just kept going, but boy, you know, after the problems we had the sound system and then to for things to go down again, I was just like, What the F And with what I was about to do too. <laughs> I was like, You gotta be kidding me. Now this is gonna happen. I've set the table for this and now now it's this is great. I'm running around my head cut off. <laughs> Oh my god! I thank you everybody who bought me beer during the day and kept telling me to breathe. You know what? The support of the pullers there just was fantastic. Pro Street guys—they were above and beyond. They were worried early on that I needed to bump their class down, and I actually I can look at the class order right here. It opens. I feel like Dave and Chuck the freak. My freaking computer doesn't want to fucking work again. But, you know, I'm looking, Pro Street guys, they were looking to be about the fifth, sixth class in the order. And they, they always, they have a right to be concerned about tracks, you know. They have the probably the toughest bubble to ride on down the track, and track came in perfect for them, so. Really, you guys are going to sex while I'm sitting right here? Very important decision. Dinner. Oh, Okay. Hugely important. No, I'm. I got spearmint gum. You want some of that tied you over? <laughs> I, get this, I get this monster here. I'll keep smashing on. I had one of them in the morning of Smith's Crick, and I don't think it helped at all. <laughs> uh, no, with your aversions to caffeine, I think you were. <laughs> you didn't need any help being wound any tighter, and <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah, you were. Uh, you were pretty strong. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why I do that poll, and you know what, I gotta give a big shout of thanks to everybody who stepped up to flag and unhook, you know. Actually, it was kind of enjoyable. I got out there for a while and flagged, and it was nice. I didn't have to think about anything. Yeah, just enjoy and watch. And, and you know what, I enjoy announcing, but I love being big on flagmen. Always have. You don't, there's only one guy who gets closer, and they're the one strapped into the seat. Yep, and, uh, you know, the end of the night. We ran out of light, and there was only one person I was going to put down in that position, and I didn't want to be there. And Apologies, Nick Pozo. I know that he didn't want to run either, but we wanted to get him down the track at least. And uh, both him and I were like, he goes, I was scared. I go, no kidding. So was I, because <laughs> at least you could see me. I couldn't see him. Yeah. So, you know what? Live and learn, and we'll just keep moving on for next year. But great group of people that helped out. The Decker brothers, uh, Cassie Warwick and her uh, fiancé Joe, helping out on camera duties. My brother Aaron, of course, on camera. Uh, the one Decker brother was, uh, Garrett O'Donnell unhooking. My cousin Phil hooking and unhooking. Um, Jason Fabian, Cortland uh, Bowles hooking yeah. and unhooking and flagging. Uh, Ken Tozlowski, Carl Cross, of course, got on the sticks at the big end. Yep. I think he's one of the few people that enjoys the big end flagman position as much as I do. He, yeah, he does it a lot when he can. Yep. And that's, let's face it, there's a power trip being the big end flagman. Oh, yeah. There sure is. Because you have control of everything. Yep. You have everything from 100 foot to 300 foot. It's all yours without having to split a decision. Yeah. No, and you have that. that total 300 foot is all yours. Yeah. You overrule everything. Yep. It is fun to do. I, yeah. A few times I've been able to do it. It's I enjoy being a flag man. 
that's how we got to get Junior and Christian ready to cover for announcing for us. We'll just go out and fly. I'm that'd be fine. <laughs> I'm cool with it. Michelle Kane, uh, Tanya, I know helped out with paperwork. Um, my wife Stephanie, and of course, uh, yeah. sister-in-law Rebecca. Actually, first time ever doing registration with stuff, and she's really come to enjoy going on the polls. I know you've seen her mm-hmm. a couple now, and she's uh, starting to become part of the sidetrack crew on doing this lunacy. So, yeah. oh, Elijah's girlfriend Ashley too. She was yeah, Ashley out, was out there shooting photos, yep. and yeah, cannot forget Ashley. She's yeah. Been a kind enough host to extend the offer of letting us uh, stay at her house for Gordyville this year. So, oh, I, I didn't realize she was. Close she to lives them, so. just the other side of fifty-seven in the okay. town of Dewey. So, okay. So, yeah, Godfather Eric Pruitt. I was gonna get to him. Okay. The guy who really—he was the first guy who told me, Andrew, just stop, breathe, stand here for a minute. Was the Godfather as always. The consummate executive producer, yeah, and uh, calm mind above the madness as always. He pumps you up goes, when you need to be pumped up, and he'll bring you back down when you need to be chilled and just keep everything going forward. Yep. yep. And uh, cool part is he had a buddy from back home who was up here in Howell for work, and he, he showed did. up, so they got to spend time. And Shelbyville drawl and stereo. <laughs> but no, the Godfather. Thank you for coming up and live streaming and. Uh, Glad I got to show him the town of Port Huron. And, and Such as it is. Got to see Canada. Got to see the Fort Gratiot Lighthouse. Um, Johanna is a big lighthouse fanatic. Oh, okay. So he sent her pictures of Fort Gratiot Lighthouse, and he said he's probably going to be in trouble for the next week. <laughs> oh, well, bring her up here. We could do That's what I told her. Bring her up next year with go, him. Go around the Great Lakes Circle, and there, there's a bunch. Oh, absolutely. I told him he's going to have to come up you know, Friday and... I'll take a day off work and come enjoy. We can, everybody could just kind of hop in a vehicle. We'll take a breather and run away from a day for the madness, you know? Yeah, that'd be good. Because he, when he got to see me, I, when he first got there, I was in a backhoe destroying trees along with you. And I yeah. kind of felt bad, but I had to keep doing what I was doing. We had stuff to do. We couldn't you know, just stop. <coughs> of course, all my family, you Hell, know. Hell, if he just stood there too much longer, I was going to hand him a saw. He probably would have. Yeah, I'm sure. But, uh, no, then of course the entire Armstead clan helping out, you know, yes. I mean, you get, this is our second all, family. All 47 reunion. of your uncles. No kidding. Uncle Bob, who I know will never listen to this. Thank God. Thank you for your expert opinions on everything, <laughs> including the way I turn on and off my microphone. I did not know I was supposed to put a wrist snap in it at the end, but without you, I would not be able to be a professional announcer. Thank you. <laughs> I wish I was joking about oh, it. I know you know that's what it was. I, I, yeah, I have I've dealt with him in action. I yeah, and yeah, I understand. <laughs> he was above and beyond that entire weekend. <laughs> yeah. My cousin when, Ronnie when you, who paints, he's telling him how to paint. <laughs> I don't think Uncle Bob's painted a day in his life. When you look up Straw Boston in the dictionary, there's a picture of him. <laughs> then again, he's what, 77 years old this year we so Seen a lot of things, so there's some experience there. Life experience. I don't think any of it's on announcing or putting on tractor pulls, but everything we did was no. wrong still. <laughs> no. Uh, Got to have one elder in the group, but I think the Legion did fairly well. Don't have final numbers yet. I'll have that probably beginning of the month. So. Ben Fold's five song that describes him. 
Oh, about, about an Uncle Walter that uh, has an opinion on everything. <laughs> Not far off the character from that uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Dunham. Yeah, no. yeah. Same idea. What was it? Saturday, I think. Yeah, you were inside. Were you inside the Legion with me, or probably? Yeah, because yeah, Eric yeah. was in there too. Yeah. He goes, well, I'm heading home. I go, that's right. You go back to the home. Yeah. <laughs> go take your gin and I'll get back to the home. Jeritol and pop a Viagra so you don't roll out of bed. <laughs> Break your hip. Oh, hell. I know the women's auxiliary, thanks to Jeff Miller, sold out of all the goodies. And Jeff came around passing them out for everybody. <laughs> that was the only thing I ate all day was half a uh, Fruity Pebbles uh, uh, Rice Krispie Treat. I was say, I think my three kids ate about three plates worth of brownies by themselves. <laughs> Every time I turn around, they're coming back out with another bag of them. Oh, they're delicious. I know they're delicious, but Jesus. <laughs> How that? Wait, you're never mind. They, diabetic, they had to kid. go back home to their mother, didn't they? So. No, they had to spend oh, yeah. Sunday night. No, they went to bed pretty good. It, it, was, it was okay, but like, God. Then again, by the time they got shot. to that point, the sugar crash was done. Uh, yeah, no shit. Boy. Actually, actually, I assume that they went to bed well because they left before I did, and then I had to go, you know, run into town. And uh, they were pretty well ready for bed when I got back, so I guess things went smooth. <sighs> I'm just happy they're finally getting old enough to be able to go to a few of these and hang out and do that. Yeah, it was great having Christian uh, got on mic. Christian and Sissy, and Sissy, yeah, Isabella got on mic too. That's yeah, right. um, no, it was great having them there and. Get another uh, generation uh, ready to help take over. Junior there, of course. And, mm-hmm. you know, he he told me when I got up in the morning, he goes, Daddy, I won't go to tractor pull. Not a problem, buddy. I know. I bet you I know of one today. Yeah. <laughs> Real close, too. But, no, it was a good time had by all. And I know Legion sold out of food, sold out of beer. Perfect. That's what we want. No, we can't sell out of beer. Because it sucks at the end of the night. We're tr- trying to find beers for us to drink for all the work because we've been putting busting in our ass all day. And Legion's loss is the pink's game. Another one to forget. Can't forget uh, Kyle Ottenbacher coming out and chisel plowing. His dad, Mark, yes. uh, out there grading all day. And, of course, Brett Clark coming up once again. Brett, great guy. Uh, stayed on that Packer all day. Yes. <laughs> so, But uh, good news is. The Armstead clan now owns a Wobble Wheel Packer. Yes. The last which piece I, I needed other than I found scraper. out about this afternoon. <laughs> How'd you find out about that? You told me. Oh, I did. You texted me about it this afternoon. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't can't even keep straight what I've done. <laughs> <laughs> D- does Tom Kaufman know? <laughs> oh, yeah. TK knows. TK knows. He was trying to get me to buy that. Beginning of the year. Did it come with a warranty on the valve stems? No. Damn it. No, I didn't. I never texted you. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was inquiring about something. Because, yeah, I have to buy right. it. <laughs> oh, I forgot I put that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell. Am I by- I've just been so dead after getting done with that event. It's not even right. Are you alive? I think so. Actually, I got up at a decent time today, <laughs> but <laughs> I literally went to bed at midnight, um, midnight, one o'clock, sun, Saturday, Monday morning. 
after we finally, Eli and Ashley and I all stop and get McDonald's because we hadn't eaten all day, which I wouldn't known that. I would have, there's no reason Eli couldn't have got up and got something to eat. I'm a little disappointed in the boy for that one. You have to teach him how to do this with uh, long you scared distance him. pulls. Yeah. The boy needs to eat. He's got no weight tool. Yeah, it reminds me of a shorter version of me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, stop and got McDonald's and that. And I finally crashed about 1 o'clock. And I didn't get up till 10.30, 11 o'clock the following morning. It was, I was done. We woke up to rain. Yeah, last couple days. Yeah, it wasn't until late today. Everything kind of dried out a little bit or stopped raining at least. Stopped raining. It was humid today. I drive into work. I couldn't see fuck all. It was so foggy and it was steamy back in the shop till, well, it was even when I left. Sun finally came out though. So, enough about Smith's Creek. Uh, other news out there. Cancellation of the Great Lakes Classic. Things just didn't fall into place this <sighs> year. And, uh, disappointing. Was looking forward to seeing all our uh, NATPA brethren, but we'll see them two weeks later in Mason. So. Yeah, disappointing is, is a good choice of words, but, you know, at some point you got to understand. Life happens. Life happens, and, and probably not the popular decision to pull the plug, but on the other hand, you got to know when you're in over your head on something, and. We were there, so. Oh, absolutely. I mean, is what it is. Next year's always another year, and we can go from there then. Yep, and that's that's philosophy. Don't uh, think for a second that Great Lakes Classic Incorporated is gone, and and that we're not going to try to do this going forward. That decision has not been made. But actually, I guess I do owe it to our listeners. The real reason why is this would have been the thirteenth year of the Great Lakes Classic. We're all extremely superstitious. And uh, the jackpot night would have been October 13th. Friday the 13th. On the 13th year of the event. And we already know our history with weather, with rain, snow, and all that. We figure the apocalypse is going to happen at the Great Lakes Classic. That is why we canceled. That's the honest-to-God truth. Yep, uh, you were going to have tornadoes from the west, a hurricane from the east, Trump supporters from the south, and Black Lives Matter from the north. (laughs) And they were going to come together and... uh, Gary be, Eberling's formula would have never been seen again. Going to be covered jointly by USA Today and the New York Times, and we would have gotten very different sides of the story. <laughs> no color pictures, though. See, we, there's a new rule with Great Lake Classic Incorporated, no photography. They would have been required to do an oil painting. <laughs> See, so it's just pure superstition that cost us for this year, but... No, we didn't want to you know, protested against so heavily. I just realized that calendar has been updated since May. This one hasn't been updated since June, but June is pretty good. Then again, I think I know why I haven't flipped that one from May. Well, yeah. Or 60 on Hey, I'm still undefeated in 5,500 pound. Yeah. I was so pissed nobody showed up this year for that <laughs> class. <laughs> Oh, I was so pissed, and I missed my setup. How often do I miss a setup that bad? Not very often. And Eli's going, you had a great run? I'm going, Nuh-uh. no, I didn't. No. And I even moved an extra 75 to the front on for the 6,000. I was still 200 pounds shy. I didn't. Even, I couldn't even read my own track. Mm. More weight on the front. That's going to 
That's some foreshadowing for a subject I want to get into here a little bit later in the show. Well, with that, you know what? We're a half hour into talking. Guess what Armstead needs? Probably needs a cancer stick, and we need to pay some bills. Absolutely. Once again, thank you to Peak Oil, Diesel Freak, and of course, DHD, and soon coming on, another sponsor, but you won't get to hear about that one until January. Uh-huh. I already told you about this one. I've forgotten. Same last name as the Case IH dealership up in Bad Axe. Oh, um, yeah, Houston. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. What the hell can I Jesus. Fired. Horrible. I'm firing myself or my own. Carl! No drops that's, today. Somebody forgot the drops. and That's all right. I'd rather talk than be staring at that stupid board anyway. We need, what's we need a producer for? We need Drawbacker Carl. Yeah, we, need to, we do need to get we the We need to get back to the in. new studio. We're getting closer. Getting closer? Getting closer. And now the pulling season's over, I can finally finish the fucking basement and we can do that. Now, there's no going to be a swing coming from the ceiling to go with the padded walls, is there? Uh, it's an acoustic drop ceiling. I can hide that. <laughs> Slide the tile over and deny everything. Oh, I wish I would have thought of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's only because I know the guy who put that drop ceiling in. <laughs> With that, we're going to take a break. This is Sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network. Dirty Hooker Diesel is your full-size diesel performance specialist in Harbor Beach. We're Michigan's final authority on anything performance and replacement related. Specializing in diesel performance parts and accessories for Duramax, Cummins, and Powerstroke diesel engines. From custom-built transmissions and engines to CP3 pumps and injectors. Check them out at DirtyHookerDiesel.com. Hi, this is Tony Burkett, owner of Dirty Hooker Diesel. We are a full-service repair facility that can handle any task from stock to modified, big or small. So give us a call, 989-479-0444. Dirty Hooker Diesel, the final authority on everything performance and replacement. Welcome back to Sidetracked on the Pulling Radio Network in the Dirty Hooker Diesel Studios. Before we get into a few things, I do want to remark on the passing of uh, Tom Arps uh, last week, uh, Monday, September 11th, uh, the first NTPA Grand National Two-Wheel Drive Truck Champion, the Black Widow machine out of Napoleon, Ohio. Uh, very, I met him exactly one time um, and really enjoyed my time that I got to spend with him that evening and always uh, finally remembered it. Our paths never did cross again after that night. I uh, saw him pull him numerous times. I didn't get the chance to talk to him, but just a phenomenal fella, and uh, he'll be very much missed in the sport. Yeah, actually, we got to see him run down in Napoleon just before Bowling Green. So Yeah, Gene Zeltner drove the truck, but I, yep. I think he was there somewhere. But, uh, yeah, fine, 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 fine gentleman, deserving person to have been the first to win that title, and uh, sad to hear of, hear of his passing last week. Oh, another one we do have to bring up. I don't think we mentioned it before. Uh, Von L. Crom uh, from the yes. NATPA, and I yeah. know we lost another one, but Von L. One that we very much knew. Yeah. Uh, always uh, contender him with his son Von, and yeah. at the Great Lakes Class Classic, and of course Mason every year. Yeah, and, and I think he had been to every single one. You know, going back twelve years. So probably one of the most fun names to say when announcing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first year, too, I kind of look around like, is this right? <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things, kind of an interesting, unique name. We got a few of them that show up for that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But uh, 
definitely lost to the NATPA family and group's getting older. Yeah, and we need some more uh need some more new blood coming behind. Hopefully well, there's some kids Division out there. Division five plus I think is gonna help. I think it will too. I think it will too. I was having a conversation with oh, I remember who now. We were talking about, you know, the old thumb go fast. And, oh, yeah. You know, the, yeah, they've kind of, the, the tri-state and, and what the Illini State guys do maybe is a step a little too far, but just a reasonable smaller cubic inch but high winder class. Man, that just would be so neat. I, I really liked it when it existed in the 1990s, and I wish it was. I wish it would come back. Hey, I know a tractor and go back to it really quick. Yeah, I think it really... It would be a class that, in my own mind, if it existed around here, would make me think twice maybe about light limited super as far as what I wanted to really do. It'd be interesting. It'd be a no, you know, keep it a no roll cage thing, but still kind of wind them up. It's just, that'd be cool. Anyway. <coughs> oh. So, nothing really pressing on my mind tonight. I mean, my mind's still fried, but that's beside the point. Sure, you got some topics. Yeah, season's over with. Uh, well, I mean, there's still some hooks out there here and there, but championships are decided. Season's over. They've been some rules meetings. Bunch of weird stuff got proposed for the NTPA for 2018, but really none of it passed except for a couple of things. And um, one has me extremely curious, and another one I just, just didn't go, why? What the, what the fuck is this for? Just don't get it. The uh, yeah, we can get into that too. <laughs> we can get into that. Um, the one that I question is the why do we need another heavy single charger diesel class? I'm sure the fellows are wonderful, and there'd be plenty of them. Why? Why? Isn't there enough? Why do we need to do this? And being you know. Being hyper-local for a minute, it doesn't do shit from, for here in Michigan. There aren't any, there's no tractors that this applies to. Maybe one. And then pull-off never fails to prove another, yet alone, stupid class. Ultralight super stocks. Oh, 310 that's... limit, unlimited chargers, gas, diesel, alcohol. Yeah, that's Fuel that's pump unlimited, 4,500 pounds. Bite me. Yeah, that, th that thread's been around for a couple of years. I guess I'm intrigued by it for its lightness, but yeah. But back to you know, back to what NTPA did. I don't, I don't see the point. I just don't get it. We've got enough hyper differentiated, minuscule difference, single charger, heavy diesel classes, and I just there's no point for another one. I don't need it. I don't know what it does. It, it, the claim is that it'll bolster numbers at the state and regional level. Regional level, I'm in. I live in Region Two country, so my rocking chair vantage point is different from other places. We don't need the help. Uh, if some of the other regions need it to bolster numbers, all right, fine, okay, I can accept that because some of the, some of the other regions really are the schedules are pretty pathetic. You know, state wise, yeah, like I said, Michigan, it does nothing for us. It may maybe it makes sense for HSTPA and. Um, Wisconsin tractor pullers, but elsewhere, I don't know what that. I don't know what that does. I don't get it. I don't either. And first thing thrown around is adding light limited super stock to the NTPA tour, which was talked about and then didn't even get proposed. 
Well, as far as I'm concerned, keep light limited super stock out of NTPA. Yeah, it shouldn't be there. I, I don't want it. No, they've done. They've got a great thing going, and I'm I'm just I'm afraid it'll get screwed up. Oh, absolutely. Anytime you bring in NTPA, you bring in money, and it does not necessarily uh, improve the sport whatsoever. Just throwing extra money at it, you know, allowing these guys in there who are willing to throw stupid money out there. It's a great thing going right now. It's an affordable class with great numbers of horsepower out of them and a great color variety. And I just, as a guy who's building one and, will, you know, owns one, would I love to compete in TBA? Absolutely. Do I want to do it with a light limited super stock? Absolutely not. No. The, the proliferation of classes within the upper echelons of the sport has just gotten too far. The The wish to cater to every little whim is a problem for me. And the counter argument is that, you know, I always, I always say, look, if you're going to build for something, build for what's already there. Pro stock, super stock. Four-wheel drive truck, two-wheel drive truck mod, pick something, build for that. Well, the money's pushed it way up there, and now it's down to only seven guys who compete. Well, th let the market dictate. Let it decide. If, if it's going to die off as a class because of lack of numbers, let it die off as a class of lack of numbers, and then something else will take its place. But in the meantime, we don't need 47 alternatives. No, and that's just it. You know, is yeah, the money's up there. I get that. That's why I'm not building for an NTPA class. But it's a grand national tour. It's the highest levels. It's going to be what it's going to be, and if it can't support itself, it'll collapse under its own weight. You know, how many guys with mega trucks out there love to run a Monster Jam? A lot of them. Do they have the budget for it? No. no. You don't see Monster Jam opening up and running an amateur class along no. with the big boys. Sorry, it just doesn't happen. And HRA, you know, you got all your classes there, but you don't see your nine-second daily drivers running with them well they to an extent they do but there's the format of their events necessitates it because you got the downtime during rebuilds but but you know what i'm saying is they're but not, they're not pro they're not, they're they're not, not the pro. pro no they're not pro classes and and even at the top levels i think nhras are going the sort of thing that pulling is going to be facing itself with in a microcosm particularly the pro stock class because now it's pro camaro and it's either going to have to make some changes and some tough decisions or die. And there's a class waiting in the wings to take its place, and I think a lot of people would like to see in Pro Mod, maybe the same thing is going to have to happen. Uh, I'll just pick a class and say Open Super. They're in trouble. They're, their numbers are way, way down. You know, they, Maybe it goes away and, and Light Pro or Limited Pro comes up because the numbers are there. I, I don't know, just as an example. Although that gets into my problem with heavy single charger diesel classes and too many of those, but you know what I mean. The, the numbers are there at least to support a GN effort for a limited a four point one or a light pro class. Um, you're you're trying to save something without reinventing something and taking it taking the time to rebuild it properly. And there's many sports teams out there who can attest to. It's very difficult to rebuild on the fly, and very few people are able to manage it. Um, sorry, maybe you're not one of them. Yeah. Yep. One rule that did pass, and I, this thing has got to get rewritten because <clears throat> I don't really know what's trying to be said here, and I'm going to read it verbatim. 
and it applies to general rules starting next year. It says all ag type tractor classes, i.e., DSS, OSS, Pro Stock, Super Farm, etc., all replacement blocks used in any ag type tractor, i.e., DSS, OSS, Pro Stock, Super Farm, etc., manufactured after 2016, must meet specs of the OEM block produced before that date and must be approved by NTPA Tech Services. You don't get that? Not at all. We're seeing all these remanufactured blocks coming out. We see them at Gordyville, the John Deere 466, the IH 466, with increased webbing around the cam area, which is a notorious failure point. It's always normally cam line failures. By increasing that heavier webbing, now they're living longer. Well, and TPA just basically effectively put a horsepower cap on what you can put through an OEM block. Well, that's what I want to find. Do they mean meat specs as in... No altered cam bores. The cam bore must be present. What about the water jackets? What about deck height? Bore spacing. Can we run splayed bores? Let's call up Uncle Larry. <laughs> and even the way this sentence is written, <coughs> it's a retroactive rule manufactured after 2016, but the way it's written... Does it apply to an ag-type tractor manufactured after 2016 or the block? I don't understand that. And all replacement blocks used in any ag-type tractor. Okay, ag-type type, ag-chassis. Is it not applied to a component chassis? What the, what the hell are we trying to say here? I'm guessing ag-type tractor is just ag-sheet metal. I, I think that's probably what it means too, but reading it, from through the eyeballs of a competitor, I'm sitting here trying to parse this sentence going, huh? And I guess it also torpedoes my idea for what I would want to do. If I, if I, you know, the, the no, no budget cost is no object build in my head. Yeah, it would, I would adhere to stock block in the sense of bore spacing. That's it. Solid block and billet. Solid block, billet, splayed bore, no cam bore. Just basically it'd be a sleeve holder and that's it. Yes. But yeah, I, I don't know. The way that thing is. And on top of that, replacement blocks, and it mentions Super Farm. I don't think that was legal in Super Farm. Just says OEM block in Super Farm rules. All replacement blocks must adhere to OEM, but I didn't think there, you were allowed the replacement blocks in Super Farm. I thought it had to be stock block. Maybe. I don't know. Just a thought, but yeah, I really would be curious to know what the what what the intent of the rule is, and uh, look for some clarification on how it was written. And uh, you know, I'm sure somebody at some point is gonna it may even be wind up being me fire off a email or something to Larry and say, hey, you know, clarify this for me, help me understand where where we're going with this thing. And I'd be curious to see how many current vehicles out there are affected by this because I know. Well, there's a there's a couple of uh, uh, diesel supers out there that have overhead cams. They're not legal for diesel super, but they are legal for open super set up that way. And I don't know what's done underneath there, if this would preclude some of those guys from being able to pull or not. I, d I really don't know. I'd be curious to find that out. 2017 rule book in hand. Let's see. Oh, let's see. Curious to find this one out. It's, well... I don't know if that would be something that's in, in the general or if that's going to be in the super farm specific. I'm reading. Don't worry. 
I've doubted you for a minute. Most people doubt my ability to read. It's actually rather common. <laughs> Fuck, where'd they put the pictures? Right. We can edit this dead spot out. <laughs> I'm not too worried about it. I mean, it, engine rules. Page 56, section 10, part A. Engines no larger than 640 cubic inches, plus or minus 1%. Engine head must be an OEM agricultural type for that brand engine. No overhead cams allowed. Manifolds. OEM head for the same brand block and series engine. OEM exhaust manifold assembly only, no spacers between. Manifold and head intake manifold, maybe non-OEM with inlet of 3.75 measured on outside diameter, one inlet pipe only, no intercoolers or aftercoolers. If an OEM intercooler is, manifold is used, it must be disconnected from all cooling means. No CO2, yada, yada, yada. V8 engine configurations, turbo must be mounted to the OEM exhaust manifold for the same brand, CAT, yada, yada, yada. Gets into turbo rules. Does not say you cannot run a remanufactured block. Interesting. I guess I didn't realize that. Not. I mean, well, I'd say not that it matters, but uh, you know, we've seen some super farms get get rocked pretty hard this summer. We'll go to pro stock rules, which supersede super farm rules. Yes. As far as everything else, for those who don't realize that, yeah, super farm does fall under the pro stock rules. Same with Limited Pro and Light Pro. Yeah. Stock engine block or OEM block that will operate with a stock crank shaft for that model without any alterations to the running chassis. A repop block is still an OEM manufactured block, more or less, because it will bolt into a factory tractor and still be able to be utilized as long as there's wire. You know. Yeah, if you keep the... Bell housing bolt locations and keep the bore spacing the same, which I'm fine with. Uh, you know, don't mistake that. I'm fine with with a, a limitation on stock bore spacing. I just get curious about some of the other stuff, deck heights and having extra webbing and stuff surrounding the the crank at the bottom and what do you do with the cam bore stuff like that. Get rid of the damn cam bore. Yeah. Up to me, but. So I'm just reading through all of it. Must be OEM block cannot be modified externally except for normal repair or mounting of fuel injection pumps. Internal webbing and water jack must jack must remain intact. With permitted visions to rebore engine block may be provided. Well, I guess so it says it can be remain intact, but it doesn't say that you cannot add to the factory. I read that exactly different. If it's all solid, it's still in there. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is you can. It's a billet block, and you just never hog it out for those. Well, they can't say it's not there. It exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah, oh. there's nothing that says 
they cannot use a remanufactured block, so. Goody. I think that's going to be, it's still going to need some clarification, but. Oh, absolutely. It's still a pile of mud. But I want to, I want to, another subject I want to revisit is uh, one that um, Adam and Ray did a show about this back in July, I think, about some of the wild rides we were seeing, particularly in classes you don't necessarily expect it from. And seeing, especially early this season, we saw some some tractors really get folded up pretty bad. And why that was going on, was it something in the chassis? And I think there's something to it, but I don't think, with one exception, the, the Canadian Oliver Pro Stock that had some questionable welding and, and materials in it, I don't think it's a chassis workmanship problem that's leading to these tractors folding up. I, I would contend that it is something else and that we're also going to start seeing a lot more of it. I, and I, and not just in a limited pro, light pro, pro stock type of class. We're going to start seeing this problem in pro farm, hot farm, and even in the antiques. It's because of tires. This pro puller tire that's coming out and available in basically with a, for lack of a better term, P2000 profile in all these sizes means a hell of a lot more bite and the need to carry a shit ton more nose weight we're going to see chassis failures a lot more than we've ever been used to because guys want to build them light so they can put the weights where they want to. And there's just this ever-present need for more nose weight, more nose weight, more nose weight. Yeah, it's definitely not the quality of the chassis. We're seeing chassis out there that are better and better than ever. You know, I mean, the advent of skis and all that has helped with the safety, but, I mean, mm -hmm. we're watching failures that were just catastrophic. And... Maybe it is. The chassis just can't handle the nose weight that's already out there. No. The few tractors that folded up, look at where they folded up. It was right where the rear front axle support comes into the chassis. So you've got this, whatever, 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 pounds out on the nose, and you keep slamming the front end down. Well, whatever support for that front axle, that front axle is very rigid, the frame is just folding up at the rearmost point of that. It becomes a you know a, a stress riser point, and the chassis just gives up after a while. I I think we're going to see more of it, and I, and you know we we got antiques that pull in our area right now six thousand pound farm M's farm all M's some of which carry a thousand pounds or more out on a nose. Oh yeah, and we're going to introduce an eighteen point four thirty eight. Full out built from the ground up pulling tire. Now you got to carry 1,500 pounds on the front. And they don't have the room already. Yeah. Where do you, you know, first of all, where the hell do you put it? And secondly, you know, there's no frame tiebacks required in these classes. Sooner or later, there's a casting that's going to give up and it's going to be ugly. It's going to be pretty cool. I hope it doesn't happen when I'm there. <laughs> No, you're right. I mean, you're going to see failures similar to what we see with the Olivers with the cast tubs that everybody has already told me that never happens, but whatever, fine. Bullshit, there's pictures. I mean, come on. Yeah, I, and the competitor in me loves the new tire design and the options, and I just sit there and go, yeah, here's an advancement. This is another step, but I think there's there's no free lunches in this sport. Everything comes with a trade-off and with, with, a, with a, a consequence. I won't say penalty, but a consequence. And I think uh, the chassis guys are going to be busy 
trying to figure out how to harness the traction that's available. And the initial desire of the chassis builders is going to want to be, we got to go lighter, we got to get lighter, we got to get lighter. More nose weight, more nose weight, more nose weight. But the consequence of that is that the, the fragility that they're going to introduce is going to lead to some busted chassis. I, I hope nobody gets hurt as a consequence of that and that uh, we, we get smarter about how to build it strong enough to, to hold up. And also, it may mean some adaptations in how to drive. It's going to it's good in the sense that it's going to become a driver's sport again. I think for a, a while now, things have been a little bit too point and shoot, and guys were just along for the ride. So I like the idea that uh, there's going to be some some control taken out of the laptops and technical realm and put back in the hands of uh, the driver and some more seat of the pants. That That's a good thing. That's part of the reason I like the unlimited, uh, the new light unlimited mods. Yeah, which, I mean, we could get into that one. I wish it was truly a light unlimited, but... Yeah, there's too many rules to be unlimited. Yeah, there's too many rules, and I think it's just a little too heavy. It, I I would love to see it be 5,500 pounds and do whatever the hell you can think of. I don't think we're going to see that, but that that's kind of that's basically what the European 2.5 ton class is. I wish that was what it was here. We've got a lot we can learn off the Europeans, and I hate to say it, a lot of people don't like to hear that, but... You know, hey, you know, with with the way they run their modifieds, um, there's a lot to the show there. I think their modifieds are heads up, probably as good as ours. We've learned over the last two or three years, their minis are as good as or better than what we're doing here. Um, they have kept the V8s out of the alcohol tractor ranks over there, and and I think it's been successful for over there because there are more more tractors and i would say that there's there's six bangers over there are every bit as good as what we're doing over here with the v8s and and are better than our inline sixes over here uh, i just feel that way any way you shape or form i know we're going to get sidetracked here but you look at the european how circuit and how they run they're fun events yeah every single one you go to it's packed Everybody's cheering, everybody's screaming. Yeah. And I, a, a piece of that is what's on the product on the track, but they also do a, the production that goes behind it is very good. I don't know if you could do that here. I don't know how it would play, especially in, you know, more conservative areas of the Midwest. Um, you know, there's music involved, which every time the comment gets made to me a lot, thank you guys for not playing music. So I don't know how that would go over. But Wait, uh, we're supposed to play music? No, apparently not, because people bitch. Oh, I was gonna say. Um, but I will say the one the one announcer they got, the main guy for the European tour, um, I, I believe he's a German fella. I, I I don't speak German, so I don't know what the hell he is saying. But just to listen to him and his crowd control and and the enthusiasm he brings, and obviously a, a knowledge base and passion for the sport. I think he may be the best tractor pulling announcer there is in the world. He's phenomenal to listen to, even though I don't know what he's saying. Uh, so I'll just throw that out there. Oh, good thread that just won't die. What's that? Borsons. Oh. <laughs> Pro stocks available cheap. Proceed Gorn or payroll. <laughs> mm. But, uh,. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on everything today. I'm just so hyped out. There was another thread you had popped up there. We want to talk about that uh, ATPA thing? Yeah, I think we'd better. 
seem to have uh, discovered some stuff about it. Yeah, the, the the rumors. Well, who knows? I did have Tom tell me right to my face that yes, ATPA is coming back for 2018. No, it's not going to be what it was. It'll be more similar to uh, what Bob is today. Uh, more focused on light limited supers and you know the baddest antique in the world thing, which cool. I I'm in favor of that, honestly. Oh, but, absolutely. I think that'd be cool, and and supposedly the ATPA Winter Nationals are going to return to War Memorial Coliseum in Fort Wayne, Indiana, third weekend of January. We have our homework assignment we need to do on that one. I'm still trying to get a hold of the guy. I, okay. So we'll see where it goes, but um, I don't know. It's Tom's Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what I'm looking forward to it. I hope something does happen of it because, yeah. you know, we have very fond memories of the ATPA up here in Michigan. Yeah, they did some cool events. That, and at the time, this is staunch NTPA country. There's no question about that. And that's okay with me. I'm, but I'm, they were I able to crack into it. But they were able to crack into it. And, and a few of those events were able to bring competitors to this state that otherwise would have never been seen here. And that's what I appreciated about it. Oh, absolutely. And. You know, look at North Branch, Michigan. Oh God, yeah. Uh, some some of the two years that I videotaped it, the the one year was basically a who's who of pro stock, and then the other one was a who's who of alcohol super at the time. Um, every big name that there was in both classes was here. I think that pro stock class had like 25 or 30 tractors in it. And I mean, the, all the best guys were here. And, and that alcohol super class that, you know, it's on YouTube now. The only one that was missing that I can, that I remember uh, from the event, there was no slow ride, but literally everybody else was here. And that was cool. I, we would not have seen, you know, the hogs coming out and Dennis Johnson and Dwayne Schroeder. Um, Lustig did pull here from yep. time to time, but. Uh, Hall was here with the, the Moline and just all these guys from out outside of the area, outside of the NTPA norm for, for Michigan, came and pulled, and um, that was very, very cool to see. Think about it, you know, back in the, it was back in the days where Michigan was still a firestorm for pulling. Really was. It really, really was. And those days, I don't think, uh, they're, they're probably never going to come back, let's be honest. Hate to say it. Why well, you have to do that to me today? Yeah. Uh, no, you're right, though. I mean, times have changed. Uh, the economy still has changed in Michigan. And, you know, we're not going to see that back. You know, it's still weird seeing halls running. Taking care of business is still owned by Kwiatkowski, as far as I know. For now. It's for sale. You keep up on that. I, I quit looking at pulling tractors for sale. I get in trouble. Yeah, well, I don't know what they're doing. Um, halls have all of them for sale, so... Well, well, I think with that, we're going to take a break here. i got to come up with some material here because, surprise, surprise, Armstead didn't do any homework. Yeah, and we do have one other thing we need to touch on after the break, too, regarding UCC and one of our sponsors. Absolutely. So we will talk to you guys in a minute. This is Sidetrack, powered by DHD, heard here on Pulling Radio Network. Don't know what the plan is. 
You make your living going up and down the road, and time is money. Would you like to save from 5 to 25% on fuel, up to 25% more power with better bottom-end acceleration? You need to get with DieselFreak.com and their truck tuning services. Works for Cummins, Caterpillar, Detroit Diesel, and more. If you want to kick it up another notch, you can get their off-highway tuning for high horsepower. It'll unlock the RPM limiters, twin turbo setups, VGT turbo replacement, EGR valve delete, DPF delete, urea delete, and more, and it all comes with a 30-day warranty. Not only that, they've also moved into the agriculture realm. They'll bring their dyno on-site to you. Get a baseline on your tractor, write a custom tune for it, load it up, and show you the difference. Also, with a 30-day warranty, save fuel, increase power with performance tuning from DieselFreak.com. For Case IH, Challenger, Claus, Fent, John Deere, Massey, Ferguson, New Holland, Valter, and more, DieselFreak.com. They can be reached at 989-748-4145, 989-748-4145. Ask for Wade and tell them the Pulling Radio Network sent you. All right, and we're back with Sidetracked Hurt Iron on Pulling Radio Network. Once again, powered by DHD. Thank you to Tony Burkhart and the entire gang up there in Harbor Beach supporting us and taking care of the pulling world Duramax style, one truck at a time. Yep, and I think we do, we owe him uh, time on the show. we got to get him on and... Yeah, we're going to have to go up there and just get them on the show that way. Yep, and uh, find out a little bit about uh, what was announced last week as far as the Ultimate Callout Challenge goes and uh, his teaming with Wade Boyd from uh, Diesel Daydreams out in Colorado for an entry in the, the big show at uh, UCC for 2018. Yeah, a lot of that going on. Saw a good buddy of his, Eric Merchant, come out as uh, yeah. being competitors. So, uh, yeah, Merchant, I talked to him uh, a little over a week ago, right, right as it was being announced, and he said, yeah, he figured, what the hell, let's let's throw it in there. Well, with a hat like that, how can you say no? That's it. That's it. I haven't really seen any surprises on the entry just yet. Um, well, I kind of I kind of had an inkling he was going to do it, but he's the first rookie to announce. Everybody else is uh, somebody coming back. There's one that I think we're all waiting to hear about, and it's a certain transmission builder. Oh, yeah, he'll be in. He'll be there. I don't know. I'll leave that at that. Oh, interesting. Somebody's wishful thinking might not always promise how to be what it is. So. He had said he was going to, but... He had said. But UCC's an invite. How could you not have Red Delicious in your life? Oh, not Red Delicious. Oh, oh Randy Reyes is back. Oh, which one are you talking about? Another red truck, Duramax, so this time. Known for his Allison-built transmissions and his best friends being good friends with Derek Rose, Dimitri. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he, yes, he had said he wanted to be in. I'm, I think everybody's wait, anxiously waiting to hear whether or not Dimitri yeah, will be in. That's probably the one name that's out there that people are kind of like, well, let's see. I, I'm curious to see what the hell's going to come out of Industrial. We could see more than one truck representing that shot. That's Shredder Series Motors out there and uh, seeing a lot of uh, talk about it lately. So. I mean, you can see Sean with Shredder, but Bob Milliken throwing that quad charger Duramax on the dyno. Could that see the light of day in a truck? That would be so freaking sweet. Showed that picture to my boss. He's like, damn it, really? 
It's what I was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm waiting to see what he's going to do as well. You doing one? Invites on the table, and uh, the chassis came back from Massachusetts uh, yesterday. <laughs> but so he he's, he's, a... he's being noncommittal, though, because of the new shop. And smart money would be to, say, take a knee for a year and get the shop up and then do it. But <laughs> I know him too well, and he's going to want to try anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> Why not? I yeah. mean, it's... I don't want to speak for him. I don't know for sure if he's going to do it or not, but he was talking about backing away but on the other hand yeah the the truck came back to michigan yesterday so you're giddy as a schoolgirl. about I already, I already told him i said if you do it you know i'm gonna help so uh then we'll have to get him on the show you can pin him down for long enough no shit god just trying to get answers at work is like trying to play whack-a-mole <laughs> get over here I'd run from you too, but that's beside the point. <laughs> no, uh, Derek Rose finally got blue balls back together. Yeah, I'm going to probably go check him out Saturday, see how he does on the eighth mile. Where's he going? Uh, Milan? No, they're doing that uh, Motor City Showdown at City Airport, Detroit City Airport. Oh, the start. 30, 32 entries, uh, eighth mile, no prep, and blue balls will be in. <laughs> I can't wait for something to actually happen with City Airport as far as becoming a drag site. Yeah, there's a lot of news talk about it becoming a permanent drag strip facility, and uh, boy, would that be... It's be, needed. It's it'd needed. Be awesome for the city of Detroit, and um, I would be all over it. I think it'd be fantastic. We're the Motor City. we got to have some sort of representation, and other than the Grand Prix, we have nothing going on. No, no, there should be a the big time home for drag racing here and um yeah, it'd be awesome. I'd be all about it. It's not like the track isn't long enough. No, I, I saw a map actually today I was checking out how they were gonna lay the place out and really I was kinda surprised where they put it. There's room there to do full quarter mile if they wanted to. And I don't know if I I don't know the decision or the thought processes there. I don't know if they just wanted to do eighth mile because it's no prep and they weren't really sure how it was going to play out, so they wanted to avoid big trap speeds just to for a first go around, not having barrier walls. Somebody loses it, gets out in the grass, and starts tumbling, whatever. So I guess I can see their point somewhat. But yeah, there's God, there's plenty of room to do quarter mile drag racing. I there. remember it. It's a. I know it's at least a five thousand foot runway. Oh, I gotta believe it's every bit of that. And they're not even doing it. They're not doing it on the north south runway, which is the longer of the two. They're doing it on the east west one. So it'd be interesting to see. Now you got me wondering, Google, come on. Helps if you can spell. <laughs> nice part is they do have to report this stuff. Yeah. 640 acres. Uh, 5,000 by 100. 5,090. By 104,025 by 100. So basically, you're three quarters of a mile a mile. Yeah, and they're using, they are using the shorter one. but They're using this one. Yeah, that's the one they're going to be on. They're going to run from, I know you can't, you can't see this, but from here and finish line would be about somewhere there, and this will be the runoff and then the return road here. Not a bad layout for no, it. I mean, no, not bad. 
I mean, this giant cemetery here is what really killed it in the railroad tracks, but I mean, for the yeah, they don't have expanded, but no room to expand, though. No, it'll be a great venue. I mean, uh, there's really a lot going into the city right now with Little Caesars Arena opening, and the Pistons making their return back to Detroit from Auburn Hills. So, I know we hate basketball, but you know, no, what? I wasn't even thinking that. I just what. That's a nice area. <laughs> That's a great I area. I, I, yeah, nice area. Thanks, Jim Price. <laughs> nice area. Yeah, no, I, that's like a horrible. I got, I got a thought that's better better not said on Mike. All right, and with that. <laughs> Thank you to our sponsors, Tony Burkhardt and Dirty Hooker Diesel. Wade and the Lone Boys up at Diesel Freak and Ed Schuber, GNS Motorsports, and Sanpico Motor Oil for sponsoring Sidetrack. We're back, happy to be back in studio. You can expect us every week for... I won't say the duration of the year because for of the, the holidays. next six days. Yeah, for as, <laughs> as, the holiday, as the holidays approach, there may be a week taken here or there. But uh, yeah, we're back in studio. I'm going to hit you hard with uh, content. Feel a little rusty getting it knock, getting the rust knocked off tonight, but we'll be back and ready to go next week. Absolutely. So with that, my name's Armstead. My name is Posh. Good night.